Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, Safety Sucks, the bullshit in the safety profession they don't tell you about. Head on over to Amazon and get yourself a copy. You can also find it at Barnes & Noble and many other places that you find books. We're also brought to you by PaleHorseMedia.co. Head on over to www.PaleHorseMedia.co. You can check out this podcast, Hey Y'all with Sam. You can check out really, um, we'll just say effing, really effing scary stories and all kinds of other great stuff. We have videos over there. One of my favorite places is the merch shop. You can get your favorite merch from all of the shows that we have going on from t-shirts to hats to just really, really cool stuff. So head on over to PaleHorseMedia.co. .co for more. Last but not least, we're brought to you by hopuniversity.org, your source for on-demand human and organizational performance training. You can also get into contact there uh, if you want us to come out, hang out with you, teach you some hop stuff, do stuff in person, on-site, all that kind of stuff. Head on over to hopuniversity.org. <laughs> everybody. Sam Goodman, The Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of The Hop Nerd Podcast. I'm just happy to be here. Can I say that? I'm happy to be here. I'm thankful for each and every one of you, and I'm just continuing to have an absolute blast as we proceed through the year of our dear Lord and Savior, 2021. I'm having fun. I'm having a blast. These conversations are amazing, and we're going to continue in the same vein that we've been in for a little bit of just me hanging out with you. I promise, I know, I promise that there will be guests coming back, but you reach out, you asked, you got it, right? You you wanted more of like the OG, the the original hop nerd style of just hanging out, talking about stuff. So I'm here again today to invade your ear holes and talk about all things safety better. But before we get into that, do me a favor, head over to www.thehopnerd.com. Follow along on all things social media at The Hop Nerd. If, uh, if you're looking for me over on the Instagram, just go search Sam U. Goodman. It'll come up, Sam the Hop Nerd. You'll see me. You'll see this ugly mug. Same thing on LinkedIn. Just go search Sam Goodman. Follow along. Uh, go check out our YouTube channels. We've got YouTube channels for The Hop Nerd and Pell Horse. Media Co. Speaking of which, we are coming to you from the Pell Horse Media Co. Studios in the sunny and the beautiful downtown Phoenix, Arizona. So if you've got a moment, if you're sitting at work listening to this and you just want to go check out some of the stuff we've got cooking, head over to www.pellhorsemedia.co. You can listen to this podcast. You can listen to all the other ones like Hey Y'all with Sam, really flipping. We've been going to flipping lately, really flipping scary stories, which by the way, this is super cool. This is awesome. This is awesome. Put a lot of work into this. Season two just 
launched back on the 5th. So new episodes every Friday, right? We did some really cool preseason stuff which was awesome. That was fun. I just, I just couldn't help myself. I had to record some stuff. You know, I have, if, if I'm not spending a good portion of my day screaming and rambling into a microphone, then I, I just feel like, I, I don't know, it just makes me sad, right? Doing this makes me happy. So I do this a lot, right? In a lot of different ways, but we did a bunch of preseason stuff. Now we've got 10 new episodes dropping. They'll come out every single Friday until they're done. Then we'll have some postseason stuff and then we'll move on to season three. So if you're into that true crime, paranormal, who done it kind of stuff, then go check that out. Again, you can go find that at pillhorsemedia.co. You can also find the books, all that kind of sort of stuff, which I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing right now, so no promises, but I'm, I'm tinkering with some stuff, and we'll see. So again, go check out all that stuff. Your love, your support, that really means a lot to us right here, and it really it really helps this, this message to reach a wider audience. It's helped, it helps us to bring more people into this little hop family, this little community that we're growing here with the Hop Nerd, and again, that's the best part for me is the community, the stuff that comes from that community, like the conversations, because as you know, I truly believe that through those conversations, that's how we make the world a better place to work. And look, times are crazy. I think just having conversations with each other just makes the world a better place, period, kind of with where we're at right now. But that's a story for another day. Today, we're going to dive down the rabbit hole of... frustrations. But before I do my solo rant, I will say this, you know, I mentioned that we are getting ready to release some more guests. We're, we're going to do some more interviews, all that kind of sort of stuff. So I'm filling up that calendar. If you or anyone that you know would like to be a part of the Hot Nerd Podcast, if you've got a message that you would like to share, if you just want to come on and have a conversation about safety, better, doing human and organization performance, whatever, Let's do it. You know the kind of stuff I talk about. If you want to come talk about that, let's make it happen. If you know someone that we should have on the show, let me know. Sam at thehotnerd.com, thehotnerd at gmail.com, or slide held that one a little bit long, into the DMs, and we'll make that happen, right? We'll make that happen. We'll schedule something, and we will record a podcast. But as I mentioned today, I want to dive into frustrations. And we've been doing this kind of stuff around safety sucks, right? Really talking about the sucks of safety. We've had some really great guests on to talk about that. And we're planning to have some more awesome guests on to talk about that particular subject. And we've really we've really went down some interesting rabbit holes. At least I think so. If, if I do say so myself, I think we've had some really good conversations. There's, there's a lot more to be said there. But I think we've really started to scratch the surface pretty good. But I think a really important conversation to have is this one around the frustrations. Because if you talk to any safety professional, there's no, no matter where it stems from, we all come up with some list of frustrations. We all, at the end of the day, we're left feeling some sense of frustration. And for me, I've shared a little bit of my story with you, and I'll share a little bit more right now. So for those of you that have not been around since day one, maybe this will be, you know, a little bit of a Sam the Hop Nerd history lesson <laughs> for for my friends that have been around for a minute. You already kind of know all about me. Um, but I started my career at a relatively young age, right? And, you know, here's a little, little side note here. That's kind of what led me to write Safety Sucks, you know, last year. Um, was kind of from the angle of the stuff that I wish that someone would have told me when I entered the profession. Because, you know, coming in at a young age, 
um, coming into it from the trade, and I'll get there, but coming into it from the trade, uh, I wasn't really quite aware of the level of frustration that existed within the profession. I wasn't aware of all those kind of sucky things that we chat about so much, the stuff that we're trying to fix, the stuff that we're at least trying to make better. I wasn't aware of all that stuff. Um, so I started in the profession kind of young. I started at uh, basically a at the title of the in the organization that I worked for at the time was a safety tech one, and I I jokingly say this, but it's true. They only gave me the one because there was there wasn't a safety tech zero. There there wasn't anything lower than that. So I was like you know field safety person running around doing that kind of sort of stuff, right? So prior to that, I had some education in safety, did some other stuff, right? Most of you know that I, I was I was a firefighter, all that kind of sort of stuff way back when. Did all that kind of sort of stuff. Found myself working in uh, in the traveling circus that is working nuclear refueling outages. So I went around you know across the United States to different nuclear power plants doing uh, refueling outages, right? So during refueling outages, you do all kinds of maintenance, do all kinds of other kind of big, heavy, wonky tasks that can't be done when the plant is operational. So I did all that kind of stuff for a while. And that's really what tuned me into the fact that safety even existed. So seeing that, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but my first experiences with that were kind of negative, right? So and, and I didn't really think about it at the time. But reflecting back on it, my first encounters with safety experts, professionals, they were mostly negative experiences, right? It was like, okay, here, that person is coming. Everyone stop working. (laughs) There there was not a good relationship in most of the organizations that that I work for, right? Between those that do, right? Those that are at the sharp end and those folks that should be there to support them, right? Uh, It it wasn't, it wasn't a very great situation, but that's uh, again, whole side story. I know I get, get kind of ranty and rambly, but so I found myself doing that. I worked my way up, you know, into some leadership positions and just kind of continued to travel. And then eventually, you know, a, a winding road led me to Arizona, which is where I have been for the past 10 or 12 years. Uh, and now this is where I, I consider my permanent home. And so when I came out this way, uh, I did some work in some fossil plants. I did some, again, power generation. I didn't say that, but um, hopefully that came through that I'm a power generation guy. I've I spent the vast majority of my life in generating electricity and stuff around that industry. Um, but I, at, at this certain point, I went to work for a large nuclear facility, and I just got to the point to where I was like super burned out. And so safety pros out there, and maybe you're not a safety pro, leaders, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know that feeling of burnout, right? When you 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 start um, like silencing your alarms in the morning, you have like 20 alarms set, right? And you start silencing them, and then you finally drag out of bed, and you're like, oh, God, this again. And then you get up, you kind of just put on your clothes, all you know, you look all disheveled, and you leave, and you get there like a few minutes late just because you 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 just can't stand the idea of going in. First, you get there, and then you sit in your car, right? You sit in your car, going, okay, okay, um, mm-hmm. mm, don't strangle anyone today, don't drop a bunch of profanities and say I quit and leave. Just do what you need to do and live to fight another day. Right? <laughs> then you drag your butt in there and you deal with it, right? And you do, you know, when you get to that real level of burnout, you do like the bare minimum, right? You're, you're not going to go above and beyond for anyone <laughs> in that situation where you feel like you're burned out, right? You're frustrated, you're burned out, 
and you're just you're just done, right? So reflecting back on that huge moment of frustration for me, um, I'd gotten to the point that I was ready to walk away, right? I was ready to leave. Um, I was I was exploring a lot of different options, right? I was exploring a, a ton of different options that were outside of safety, not just leaving this place. Because at this point in my career, looking back, for, okay, from this point, right? So I'm, I'm here, I'm doing this, I'm frustrated, I'm burned out. From that point, reflecting back on what had been so far, right? Where where, where I had the the organizations that I had worked for so far, they all were pretty much the same, right? Different name, different company, obviously same, same similar industries, same or similar industries, but the way that they administered safety and health was all the same. The way that they treated safety practitioners, it it was all the same, right? So I'd gotten to the point where I was like, okay, I just don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I, I don't want to be in this position, and it was all the, it was all the typical stuff. It was like, okay, something not so great happens. Who do we call and beat up? Safety person. Where were you? What were you doing at the exact moment that this happened? Why were you not out there with your magic safety vision and safety safety fairy dust to sprinkle over the worksite and ensure that bad things don't happen? Right. So then, from that point, then you know, you something bad happens. You're called under the carpet to explain other people's stuff, right? And a lot of times in situations that you you haven't even had an opportunity to peer into what happened and you're expected to have every fact before the fact almost, right? So and it was stuff like that. It was the it was the all the stuff that that I talk about in the book and a lot of stuff that we talked about already. It was those same or similar frustrations that you as a safety practitioner either have or have had at some point in your career. Right? I was I was a lone wolf safety professional for quite a while. Um really into the point to where it was like, okay, we need lots of coverage, but there's only one of you and we're not going to pay for another one of you. So, you know, we, you're just a safety professional. You know, we already overpay you, I'm sure as it is. So we're going to get more out of you. We're going to squeeze some more juice out of you. Um, So we want you to work 15 hours a day, but we're going to pay you for eight. How about that? That that way. And if you don't, we'll fire you. (laughs) It was all that kind of like normal safety stuff. So I'm basically working nonstop, basically living at a site and everyone around me that I chat with is just like, no, 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 that's just what you're supposed to do. You're a safety person. That's, that's just what you, that's what you signed up for. You signed up for this life of suffering because through your suffering, we will make others suffer less, I guess. But all of that is to say that I was freaking frustrated, right? I was frustrated and I was burned out and I was done. And all of that crock of shit, there we go, crock of shit <laughs> that led to this, um, left me burned out and just ready to walk away. Just again, just just done, ready to walk away from the profession, ready to call it quits, ready to do anything, anything other than safety. And as I reflect back on it now, yeah, of course, it was all of that kind of BS that we just talked about, all of that stuff that is just perfect, perf, perfect, perfect mixture of things to lead to someone getting burned out and probably like walking away from company. Um, but it was also looking back, you know, at all of those approaches to safety and health that I was just left scratching my head going, why in the heck 
do we do it this way? This doesn't make a bit of sense. Okay, something happened. Now we come up with a, so a bunch of bogus stuff to make it look like we're fixing stuff. And it's really more of just like this PR campaign, right? And, you know, it's all optics. And then we pretend that we did like this amazing job. We pat ourselves on the back and we high five everybody. And yeah, great work. We did. We did great work because it, it, it looks like we did, right? So I was just really frustrated in addition to all the BS, I was really frustrated with our approaches to safety management, our, our approaches to, to just safety period, right? It was just a struggle because I was at that point of looking at it when this doesn't make sense. Yet we keep doing it over and over and over and over. We try to do all of this stuff harder and harder and harder and harder. And by doing it harder, we expect to get a different result. By doing the same things just harder, right, we expect to get a different result. And obviously, we're le- I'm, I'm left going, <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait. So just the same thing harder? We, we, we're just not doing it hard enough? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. And I had this friend, I had this friend, and um, I don't know anybody out there that has probably worked around outages, power plant outages, if you've been around turnarounds, anything like that. You know that, like, you know, space gets super duper crowded, right? So it got to the point to where I was, like, sharing this. It was a large cube. Let me say a large cube. But often safety folks don't get the pick of the litter when it comes to office space, right? Because you're not supposed to be in the office ever anyways, right? You're supposed to be out there sprinkling that magic fairy dust, idiot, (laughs) Right. But so I was I was basically in like this big C-shaped cube with a, a person that became one of my better friends in life, still is um, someone that I respect and admire greatly in the safety profession. Um, but this this person had kind of came up a different path. Right. I came up through kind of more traditional industrial safety and health uh, in the nuclear world, in, in the power generation world. This person had came up through kind of the more traditional human performance world in the nuclear space, right? And then we just kind of found ourselves in the same world now, right? They're completely different kind of tracks, similar, not the same. And we found ourselves here now sharing a cube at this massive nuclear facility. And this person could obviously tell my frustrations. And you're sharing a cube with somebody. You're going to have some conversations. I mean, even if you absolutely hate the person, and that was not the case here, (laughs) even if you absolutely hate the person, you're probably going to be like, hey, yeah, so, you know, work stuck today, right? You're you're probably going to, or you should be, right? You should be having some of those conversations. We'll, we'll get to some of that in a minute. Um, but just telling those frustrations, I, I came in one day and there was a book sitting on my chair, right? That That's the that's the intra-office way of sending mail, right? Everybody knows that. If you don't put it in the chair, I won't see it, right? So just pro tip, if you don't do that, if you just put stuff on people's desks, I know, off, off subject, but the chair is the appropriate method, the appropriate and approved method for intra-office communication, <laughs> something in the chair. but So I'm like, oh, there's something in my chair, my mailbox here. And I look at it and it's this book and it's this pretty hefty paperback floppy book. And it says safety differently. And it had a little note and a post-it on the front of it. Right. And it said, Hey, went to a conference, thought you would enjoy this. Right. And I, I, I took it. And I'm like, okay, safety differently. That sounds mm, different. <laughs> that sounds interesting. So I, I just poured myself into it. I just poured myself into it. And pro tip here, I've had this conversation a couple times in the past. Not the right book to start with, just saying. But it just blew my mind, right? It just blew my mind. I'm like, okay, there's all, here's all of this stuff that we've been thinking, that we've been chatting about, at least a good chunk of us within this profession, at least me and, and my dude in the cube here that we've been talking about, right? 
And here it is. Here it is. It, it, it's right here. And it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And that sent me down a rabbit hole of all things, kind of safety differently, human and organizational performance, just doing safety better, right? It, just doing something different, something better. So this, this reignited my passion around the safety profession. I'm like, okay, here's stuff that we can actually change and move forward and make life better for the folks that do, the folks that are actually out there busting their butt every single day. We can make things better. And we can make we can actually do something that makes sense to, to us. This this makes sense. This makes way more sense than the crap that we've been doing and pretending like it's it's doing something. <laughs> this makes a lot more sense. So that was one of the first steps in me overcoming some of my frustrations, immediate frustrations. I'll say that my immediate frustrations with safety and health. Now, I still had the issues with the profession, but now that I had this new found fire, now that I had this new path forward, I had a whole new set of frustrations. I had a whole new set of stuff, set of things that I had to deal with. Because in the past, in the past, right, when administering traditional approaches to safety, you could put your head down, you could take your beating, and you could move on. Right. And, and if you did that well enough, if you had an incident happen, an accident or say incident, because at that time you're not allowed to say accidents because those don't exist. Right. Um, <laughs> that, I hope the sarcasm comes through. Um, if you had that thing happen at one of your sites that you were responsible for as a safety professional, then as long as you showed senior management that you were going to do better and that you were going to provide more oversight and that you were going to have better magic safety dust that you could sprinkle on stuff and that you took your beating well and you just sit down and shut up and took responsibility for stuff, then you could, you could kind of power through, right? You could, you, you could live, again, back to what we said before, you could live to work another day. But now, now we're going to go down this path of challenging all of these things that are sacred to traditional safety or, or the way that we've historically done safety. I'm going to walk into a room and I'm going to make an argument that not all accidents are preventable. And I'm probably going to get taken outside, tied to a pole, tarred and feathered, and then shot. Right. <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen. Right? That, that's, that's, that's probably best case scenario. So there's a whole new level of frustration that comes along. Right. And then I fast forward a little bit into my journey and I, I leave this facility. I, I leave this employer. Let me say the employer. Um, I leave this employer and I move on to working for a, a large utility. And as soon as I walked through the door, things immediately felt different. And I will say that I lost a good chunk, not all, it's, it's everywhere, but I lost a good chunk of those frustrations that I had with the safety profession. And let, let me, as, as the profession overall, kind of the, you know, the crazy stuff, the, the, the getting beat, you know, all the weird, stupid hours and not getting paid for them, all that, all that kind of stuff, right? I'm not talking about the hop frustrations I'm talking about, or the traditional safety frustrations. I'm talking about the professions particular, or the, the frustrations particular to the profession. Again, this is how you know I don't edit this stuff. This is just me and you talking. So I, I like it. It saves me time on editing, and, I, and it seems like you appreciate it. So this is how you know it's all real, all unscripted. <laughs> but 
as soon as I walked into, into that door, um, things were different. And I think that what's, what's sad about that is that's usually not the case, right? Most organizations that have safety professionals kind of have all of those normal problems that we just talked about. This was a unicorn. <laughs> let, me, let me say that. This was a unicorn. Strong safety team that was valued by the organization, that was treated well, that, that was treated with respect, that was a part of the team. That's the main, so there's a big one for me, that was part of the team, not viewed as you people, not viewed as you safety people, but viewed as you all, it's we, all of us, right? You know, this is us together trying to do something crazy, <laughs> right? Trying, trying to do this crazy work together. And you're a part of helping us do that. We do this together. Um, it was a completely different environment. For sure, some of the, some of the suck exists, right? It always exists, um, but completely different than what I'd experienced before. And again, not to be repetitive, but I think the sad part, the saddest part is, is that that's not normal, right? Most employers that, ha- that have safety professionals, usually they're not unicorns, right? They're, they're not unicorns like this. So I immediately found myself in a position to where I could actually affect change because I was in a position of being seen as part of the team. I was in a position of, of being being respected as a professional, right? I was in that position that, you know, in an organization that what I put in, I get back out, right? Which is which is huge. Again, another massive piece that leads to frustration, right? Going back to those old organizations, those those older mindsets. I could put in and put in and put in and put in. I could work 18 hours a day. I could do everything that not only I needed to do, but go miles, miles beyond to the point to where my feet and hands are bleeding and go, I should have tried harder. If you, if you would have just tried harder, this bad stuff wouldn't have happened. But now, now I found myself in this, in this amazing place where I was empowered. I was empowered to, to, to make change. I was empowered to make things Better. So around this time is when the Hop Nerd podcast started, right? Around this time is when all of this that we're a part of now and this, this Hop Nerd community and everything around it kind of started because I was in a position in which I was empowered. I, was not, I wasn't burned out anymore. I wasn't nearly as frustrated. For sure, like I said, I always have to put it in. There's always some sucks. Work is still work, right? When you wake up, you know, any of us, <laughs> Let's not let's not kid ourselves. I would much rather be in the Cayman Islands, laid up on a beach, drinking beers all day long, as we all would, right? And maybe beer is not your thing. Maybe maybe you're just hanging out drinking an, an orange juice, hanging out drinking a diet coke. I'd rather be laid up, and, but but for me, I would rather be laid up on the Cayman Islands on a beach somewhere, smoking a huge cigar, drinking beers, and just soaking up the rays, living that Jimmy Buffett life. Now that, that again, that's, that's my vision in my head for maybe retirement. You know, that whole, um, living on sponge cake, that, that's, that's, that's what plays in my head for retirement. So just, just saying, just saying. But where I'm at now, where, 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 where I'm at at this point is I have a lot less frustration. I, I'm really not burned out. I feel refreshed. I feel energized and I'm ready to do something, right? I'm, and I'm doing stuff. I'm ready. I've got the, you know, the podcast is cooking, got all that cool stuff happening in its infancy, right? In, in the beginning stages of it. But in this organization, I'm ready to make some waves. I'm ready to churn things up a little bit because I'm in a position now in which I can, like I can actually 
do that. So with a near and dear friend of mine, one of my bestest, one of my best friends in the world still to this day, um, because look, uh, you know, struggle and, and fighting and war and, and, you know, war is probably a little extreme, but again, my safety pros out there that's been through change, that changey style things at work, you know what I'm talking about? Those times bring people pretty close because <laughs> you're, you're, you're quite literally fighting a battle together, right? A battle for betterment. Um, but a, a good friend of mine and myself, we went down this path of leading this organization towards doing safety differently. We went down the path of human and organizational performance. And this organization was in just a really good position to start, right? All the groundwork was laid. We had started by having, you know, for the first few years before this started, we started having these kind of, I call them, you know, the, the kind of the, the, the hidden conversations where we'd go in conference rooms and lock the door and be like, hey, have you heard about this? Look, Look at this. <laughs> it, was, it was like we were passing around you know, band materials, you know, you know at work. Um, but th- this isn't really about the implementation of human organization performance or leading safety differently in your organization. Um, what it's about is frustration, and I promise I'm going there. You, know, you get a couple years into that, and this momentum, right? When you first start, you get this good kind of churning momentum, and especially when you catch traction kind of right out of the gate, right? You, you get your feet under you, and you go from a crawl to a little bit of a walk to a jog, and then a few years in, what happens? It goes, when you kind of slow way down. And we, we knew going into this, it was something that we shared with leaders. It's something that we shared with employees, just being completely transparent, that this is something that takes a really, 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 really long time, right? When, when you're looking at underlying organizational assumptions and you're, you're working on organizational culture and you're really changing an entire belief system that the organization, a hundred plus year old organization has had for a, a, the vast majority of its existence, uh, it might take a minute, right? It, it, t- it takes a little bit of time. But even knowing that, when you finally hit that that's kind of screeching halt to kind of slow molasses speed, guess what comes back? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Frustration, right? Frustration. Our old friend frustration finds us again, right? Our old friend frustration creeps right back in and guess what happens? Yep. You start to get a little burned out again. I knew this feeling, right? I knew this feeling pretty well. And you probably do too. I know I'm preaching to the choir here for all my, my hop and safety friends out there that have been doing this a long time. I know that I'm preaching to the choir. But this 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 familiar feeling was back in my gut. And I'm going, oh, again, again. It seemed like one week progress would be really good. And then the next week, it would be going backwards. One conversation would be great. And then the next one, you're having somebody's going, no, you know, the best solution is to beat people. That's probably, you know, no, no, no. The best solution is, is to put them in like that dunce cap, put them in the corner, tar and feather them, all that kind of, yeah. And you're going, oh, why? Why? I thought we were doing so good. I thought we were doing so great. And now we're moving backwards. I'm just going to throw it on the trash can and just say, screw it. But that's not the answer. Right. That's not the answer. And I had this conversation with a couple friends kind of in this space and they're going, let's wait. Hold on. Number one, back up, back up and look at the bigger picture. Climb up on the roof and look down on everything. Get back. Right. The old saying, you know, back up so you can see the forest. Right. And, and look at it overall. Stop looking at everything on the micro level because I completely let go of the couple years of amazing progress that we had had because frustration is a powerful 
filling, right? It's a, it's extremely powerful. Its power can be crippling. And I'm looking at just maybe the course of a couple months. And I should be looking at the course of the, the last few years. So of course, when I'm zoomed in and I'm looking at this going, well, this has sucked for the few months. That means everything's crap. And that's not true, right? We tell ourselves that, but it's not true. So backing up and looking at the progress overall and understanding, understanding that things ebb and flow, understanding that things don't just consistently trend upwards in this perfect line, right? We think change, positive change is this perfect point A to point B line across a, a sheet of paper on a graph. And that's how that happens. And anything other than that is, is just not good. And that's not true. That's not true at all. It's that uh, we've all seen that meme, right? We've all seen that meme where it's like, what, you know, what, what I think, you know, life is, and it's like this line and what life really is. And it's like this pencil or pen that's like all over the page. It's like squiggly lines all up and down and like, it's just a mess. It's, it's more of that. It's more of that. But zooming out, you can see that you're still making progress. I was blinded. I was absolutely blinded by looking at it in a micro sense. And I needed to look at it from a macro perspective. And, and during those times, it's very easy to start to uh, doubt yourself, right? You start to doubt yourself, doubt your abilities, or you start to look at it and go, well, my abilities are fine and everyone else sucks. And neither of those are probably accurate, <laughs> Right? Neither of those are neither of those are very accurate. So what you need to do is understand, and what I, what I had to do. I'm not, I'm not trying to be too prescriptive towards you here. Um, I'm sharing this story because hopefully you can pull some stuff out of um, my story in safety and my story around the frustrations that I've had. That's that's the whole point here. That's the whole point. I promise. Um, but what I had to do personally is I had to step back and understand that number one, people are not mind readers. My 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 boss isn't a mind reader. The folks that I'm trying to work with are not mind readers. I have to express those feelings when just like a meeting, right? Just like we said, if you're in a meeting and then things start to veer off into the direction that's not in line with our principles, right? Not in line with the principles that we're, we're embedded or we have embedded in our organizations. We have to step up and be like, no, 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 nope, nope, nope. Now, when you're frustrated, when you're frustrated, that's harder to do. You go, oh, whatever, <laughs> It's not just falling. It's it's just going to fall on deaf ears, anyways. Whatever, whatever. But that's not the answer, right? So you you have to understand that your your abilities are valid, right? That 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 your skills are valid. That they do provide value to the organization, and you need to use that voice to help shape those views. You need to lean in to your skills, your abilities. So we have to back up. We have to go up high. We have to go up high, right? And look down on things as the as progress overall. That's whether we're talking hop. That's whether we're talking making safety suck less, whether we're just trying to make work better. Go up, right? Go climb up that tree, climb up on the roof, get up in the balcony and look at the progress overall. And then, then, and only then form your opinions about how things have been going. Lean into your abilities, use your abilities to continue to drive that in a positive direction and when you hear stuff going in that negative direction, don't just kind of sit back and go, uh-huh. don't just sit back. We, we do that, right? That's something that we do. We'll, we'll have a hundred successes. We'll have a hundred positive conversations. And then when we have one that's like, oh, what? We, we just go, oh, whatever. And what, whatever isn't the answer. When we do those, uh, whatever, we just feed into our own frustrations, 
<laughs> That's what I was doing. I was feeding into my own frustrations. I was getting away from my abilities. I was moving back because, all right, there's little, little seeds of frustration grow into big trees of frustration. They grow into these massive, you know, invasive, invasive vines of frustration. And I'm going, okay, little seed of frustration. Ugh. And another little seed of frustration, of the, like a poor conversation, right? A conversation that doesn't maybe, maybe a leader saying something that's completely out of line with where we're hoping to go. And I go, ugh. And then I start to feed into my own frustrations and create almost like a frustration loop that just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. When really, I should be leaning into those things that we just mentioned that much harder, during this time, I also was starting to reflect back on my last frustrations, right? Previous employer, the sucks of safety and traditional safety approaches, all that kind of stuff that we just told the story of back somewhere in this long podcast of me talking you know, to, just to you in this intimate conversation that we're having. And I started to realize that this, this, this isn't that bad. Right? So I think there's something to that of reflecting back on your, your past frustrations and understanding that, well, I figured out my way through those. I, f- I, f- I found my way through that jungle of frustration. I cut down those trees, right? I got through that. If I can do that then, I can definitely, definitely do this now in this much better situation than I found myself in. Again, unicorn company, right? We talked about the unicorn company in a company that's forward thinking and trying to go down this path, all these kind of great things. If I can do it with the ass backwards company, I can definitely get through those frustrations here. So leaning or remembering those last frustrations is super duper important. Stopping and evaluating, as we said, all of that stuff from a higher perspective is super duper important. And here's something that I think that we don't do enough because sucks of safety, sucks of traditional approaches to safety, the profession itself, kind of all of that stuff, we find ourselves being very pessimistic name me a safety professional that is not a bit of a pessimist. <laughs> I'm not saying that's, that's inherently bad. I'm not, I think there's, there's some good things about being a little pessimistic too. Don't, don't, don't take that wrong. But I think in those situations, you have to have a healthy dose of optimism. Because if I can't be optimistic and really believe in the good of where I'm working. It can't, if, if I can't be optimistic and really believe in the good of those folks that work around me, if I can't be optimistic about what it is that I'm working on and pursuing within these organizations that I work for, that you work for, then what's the point? If I'm just going to be like, well, I'm going to do this, but it's going to fall flat on his face. I'm going to do this, but they're never going to listen. I'm going to do this, but it's, it's whatever. It's not going to work in my lifetime. What's the point? What's, what's, what's the point? So let me, let me start to wrap this up a little bit because we're, we're going on 40 minutes right now. It's, it's, it's been going for a second, right? I'm looking at this little timer going, oh, wow, wow. I just killed my morning. <laughs> but I think it's this, that frustration is always going to be there. It's, it's going to be there. Whether we're dealing with the sucks of safety, um, whether we're dealing with rolling stuff out, new stuff in our organization, trying to trying to make long and lasting positive change, whether we're dealing with maybe even not so great leaders or people that are just a-holes at work, it, there's always going to be some level of frustration. But we can use a lot of those things that we just talked about 
to get through those things. Because I don't think it's eliminating frustration. I don't think it's that at all because I don't think that's a battle that will ever win, especially especially within our profession. If I wanted to eliminate frustration, again, I would be on that beach in the Caymans or somewhere else. Let me know. Let me, let me throw that out there. Let me know your favorite tropical vacation spots. But even then, even then, when I'm chilling on that beach, chillaxing, right? When I'm chillaxing on that beach, I've got a nice cold drink in my hand. Maybe I'm smoking a cigar. I've got on like my beach bum hat again, playing some Jimmy Buffett in the background. I've got like a talking parrot, like the, like the whole, like the whole thing, just like total, total pirate vibes, right? Just, just great, great beach vibes. I'm still going to have frustrations. Why is my drink warming up? Why can't I get another drink faster? Why is the water so cold today? Like there's always going to be frustrations. So again, getting back to the point, I don't, I don't think that frustrations are ever going to go away. For sure, There's we can probably minimize some of those. We can minimize headaches. We can figure some of that stuff out, but we're never going to win that battle of eliminating frustration or burnout from work. So we're going to have to figure out a way to deal with it. And going back to what we just said and all the stuff we just talked about, I think that those are some great ways to try to deal with it, to understand. Once we actually step back take a breath, evaluate it, really look at the grand scheme, right? When we, look, when we look at things in a more of a grand sense and understand that, you know, the work that we're doing is valid. The things that we're doing as professionals, it does matter. And it is working in this week. It might suck in this few months, in, in this quarter, right? It might suck last year. Definitely freaking sucked. <laughs> 2020 was horrid. Let's just say that, especially if you're in the middle of trying to do anything with change at work. Let's just say that was hard, right? Super hard. We can look back and say that sucked, but let me, let me zoom out a little bit farther. It doesn't suck. Look at this. Look, look at how far we've, we've come. There's a long way to go, but instead of being frustrated, now I'm excited. And I throw that in there with a healthy dose of optimism going, yeah, you know what? It sucks now, but that's just part of it. It ebbs and it flows, right? That's just part of it. It's going to get better. It's going to get a little worse. It's going to get better. We're going to take four or five steps forward. We might take a couple back, but then we're going to take another four or five forward and we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep moving and we're not going to slow down. Our head will be down and we'll be driving forward. We're going to get knocked on our butt sometimes. That's going to happen. But I'm going to continue to be optimistic that things are going to work out the way that we're planning for them to work out. I've got to, I'm going to stay optimistic that things will get better. I have to be. Well, again, what's the point if I'm not? I have to remain optimistic that we are going to make the safety profession suck less. All of that stuff that we just talked about at the beginning, right? All that stuff that we all go, God, this is what sucks about being a safety person. I've got to be optimistic that we're going to make those better because we are. We're working on it for sure. I think we're going to flip that at some point of saying that the most of organizations are not great with safety professionals. They're saying, you know, most of organizations are pretty great with safety professionals and the unicorns are the ones that aren't. <laughs> I've got to stay optimistic about that. I know that if I back up and look at it from a, ma- a macro perspective and I look at point A to point B, that line is going to be going up and down, up and down, up and down, it's hills and valleys, hills and valleys, but it's, it's moving in the right direction. And I'm going to be optimistic that it's going to continue to move in the right direction. I'm going to keep my cool. I'm going to take time to step away and relieve that stress when I do have frustrations. 
I'm going to try to try my best. Again, work-life balance is kind of a myth, right? Especially in the world that we live in right now. But I'm going to do my best to step away and try to not make work my entire life. I'm going to really think stuff through. I'm going to understand that folks around me are not mind readers. And I just can't lay that expectation on them that they're going to know what I feel, right? They're just going to know all of this stuff. I can't. So that's it. That's where I land, right? That's where I land. I, I kind of, we, we, we kind of weaved our way through some of my history, some of my frustrations with the profession, some of my frustrations with traditional safety, and even my frustrations with rolling out and trying to go down this path of human and organization. I don't even like the word rollout. It's kind of, it gets into that programmy, programmatic y kind of thing. And I don't, ugh. But going down that path. So that's where I land. That's where I land with all of this is that frustration will be ever present. It will always be there. Our role in managing that frustration is having the emotional intelligence to deal with it. There's your buzzword, emotional intelligence, even more buzzy EQ, having the EQ. Sorry, I smacked that to get a little mic smack in there. Um, <laughs> if you could see me, I'm waving my hands around violently while I speak to you all the time, if you can't tell. But there, there's the buzzwords, the EQ to deal with frustrations at work, the EQ to deal with burnout. But I really believe that it's, it's through a lot of the things that we just talked about. And there's tons more. There's lots and lots and lots more. Again, I, I don't want to be super prescriptive. I don't think that's my mission or role in this whole thing is to just to say, Hey, here's what you do. That's not me. <laughs> I think we figured that out, right? I'm not, I'm not the guru. I'm not the expert, but what I can do is share with you some of the stuff that I've been through, some of the ways that I've kind of dealt with it, my perspective on it. And from that, hopefully you can, you can squeeze some juice out of that and find ways to deal with your own frustrations and things that you experience at work. I would love to hear how you deal with this stuff. I would love to hear some of your stories about how you've managed to power through or overcome the frustrations within the safety profession and all things that we do. Sam at thehopnerd.com, thehopnerd.gmail.com. Slide into the DMs, head over to any of the websites and use the handy-dandy contact form. That's all I've got. I will leave you with one last word. Optimism. That's it. That's a huge piece of it. That's all I've got. Sam Goodman, The Hot Nerd, signing off. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.